morning. Thank you for joining me today on Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. Today, we're recording another episode of The Blind View, and Meg and Kayla are joining us again today. Hi, ladies. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing so well. Meg, what? Did you say something, Kayla? Oh, I just said I'm doing well. Okay, great. So today we're going to start with Meg. Sup, Meg? Hey. Oh, just, um, I can tell that this week's going to be a little different because we're doing the whole, you know, opening up the state, uh, you know, little by little, phase by phase. Um, I feel like things are changing. So uh, very, very interesting times, I think, you know, something new. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about the state opening up. Um, I can't wait to get out there and start, you know, frequent, frequenting our local businesses and supporting them. Me too. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, in my business actually, um, you know, what I want to order, you know, like basically because it's a whole start over thing. So um, everything at the cafe was fresh. So now it's kind of gone. So we need to do, you know, reorder uh, you know, pretty much everything in that. But um, now that I'm talking about that, I'm thinking coffee and I'm thinking caramel macchiatos. And so that'll be, that'll be good to get peck. Oh, yeah, that's... I that now. <laughs> so Meg, how does, how does this work? So do you, as a business owner, did you have money set aside? Cause I'm sure you lost quite a bit of money in the stock you had on hand when this all hit. So how do you recover from something like that to be able to have money to reorder stock? Um, actually I have a few things. Um, I was very lucky, uh, kind of in the, in the way of, yeah, I, I am kind of a saver. I don't order more than I need to. Um, so that was a big, you know, thing. Of course, you know, we all closed on Tuesday and my big order, you know, came in on Friday. Um, but it wasn't so overwhelming, you know, and it, it actually lasted us a few weeks so that I didn't have to spend any money ordering different things or new things. And then as far as the cafe, yeah, you know, um, you know, things were kind of a loss there, but, um, you know, I, it, I, it could have been worse, I guess, you know, that's all I have to say about that. So. Meg, I really like your positive attitude. It sounds like you're looking at it the right way. Well, you know, what else can you do? And, you know, that's so funny because I know we've been talking about the PPP loans. And, you know, I was watching the news last night and I was seeing that people are getting these loans. And I don't know if you guys have heard anything about this, but um, now people are angry that they're getting the loans because they can't open up their businesses anyway to pay to use the money to pay their employees anyway. And I was thinking all along, I'm like, well, that's why I didn't do that because I didn't, I mean, I don't know. But then again, you know, I don't have any loans out or anything, but oh my gosh, like what a big mess. So Megan, I know they're opening up salons and stuff starting this Friday in restaurants um, the following Monday once they get the guidelines all figured out and everything and how they're going to do that. Since your cafe is in a public place, the library, I honestly, I haven't heard much about libraries being reopened or uh, what the, um, uh, if there is a timeline for that or if does, what category would that fall into? Do you know or? 
I was thinking that it would go into phase two. Um, that because schools um, are in that phase, uh, it seems like all the uh, the public recreational things are going to be opening up in in phase two. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm waiting for that. What do you What do you guys think? I mean, that's kind of where I was going with it, but I've been watching Ducey every every time he comes on. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I know like. Um, for schools, all summer schools, at least in my district, have gone to online schooling this summer. Yeah, which I is actually, actually that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a benefit to me because my kids get to attend this year, and that was an issue last year. I wanted them to get the extra education, but due to the funding cuts in education, there was not transportation available for my kids to attend the um the summer school like in previous years so with it going online i got them all signed up we're gonna do that but and i don't have to deal with the transportation issues like i was trying to deal with last year and just ended up giving up because there wasn't an answer or a solution so i feel like that's a positive for my family at least of the online school that's good yeah, I know from my own experience that having children and trying to shuttle them around to different events like that um, can be very challenging. Yeah, especially because uh, they would have last year they would have been at two different schools um, that are not our are they're each a few miles away. So um, that wouldn't have been I couldn't be at two places at one time, especially without being able to drop. So it was just something that couldn't happen. So I'm excited for this year. This is an opportunity, um, especially since they've lost so much of their schooling this year. I feel that this is a good way for them to kind of catch up, stay caught up, and hopefully start next year um, on a good note. Although I don't think the school's going to look the same next year as it did this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, the kids have missed out on a lot this year, and I think they're going to have a lot to make up, you know? Yeah. And my, daughter, so on pace. Yeah. And my daughter's transfer transitioning from elementary school into junior high. So that's uh -huh. a big transition in its own, let mm -hmm. alone through something like this. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. So I saw something on the news that I thought was really cool, and might almost be as well I'm probably not as good as like a regular graduation but um how one school had um like everybody's senior picture lined up you know on the sidewalk so that everybody could see it and people could like walk through and see that that's so cool I that saw that report that was an awesome report yeah so it's kind of different but you know I believe it was the principal of the school that had done it, and it was such a remarkable thing, you know. Did you see that one too? Yeah. I yeah, and it was wasn't so it a female principal? I'm not sure. I just like barely like. So I just thought, you know, if if anything, I think that's pretty cool. And you know, the pictures were big, and you could just kind of walk through and see like all the so different. <sighs> so my oldest son would have graduated this spring had he not dropped out of high school a few years ago and what i find really 
phenomenal about this situation is none of his friends are being able to graduate either. It's so weird. Yeah. No. So are they not graduating or they're not having a graduation? Well, they're not having a graduation ceremony. None of them are going to have that experience of, of standing there with all their peers in their gowns, waiting for their name to be called and then going up and receiving their diploma and walking down, you know, in front of everybody that has known them, you know, and supported them through it. And they're not going to be able to make their speeches and all of that stuff. Like all of us did when we graduated from high school. Right. You know, the high school graduation, the ceremony and the after party with your friends and all the excitement and the plans of going on to college or whatever you're going to do in the fall. I mean, I didn't get to experience that when I graduated from high school, but most people do, you know, and so did none you, of them are experiencing that this year. Did you walk across this? So you did not walk across the street? I, I got to experience that part, but I didn't get to experience the part of being excited about after high school plans my yeah. my only plan in life at that point my only option was to go home and live with my parents i didn't have the option of going on to college or anything so to me it just just it just really blows my mind how this is all unfolding you know for an entire generation of american ch or children and children around the world to be denied something that for generations our people have experienced you know don't you, a high school graduation ceremony is very precious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, 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 like I said, the excitement of going to college and, you know, that last summer before college, preparing for all of that. And these, these young people, now they don't know what college is going to look like in the fall. You know yeah. what I mean? And they don't know, they, like the ones who, think of all the ones who, who have worked hard their whole lives, who've been straight A students, or they've been really good at athletics, and they have all these great scholarships they were going to put to use in the fall. Now their, their whole dreams and plans for their futures are just unraveling in front of them. It definitely you know? looks different. Like, I'm worried about, I don't like change anyway. So, mm -hmm. you know, having to go back out there. And, you know, being told that I have to wear a mask, like people are almost getting mad that you're not wearing masks out there. And I don't even have a mask and <laughs> I guess I need to get one. Um, but I'm Meg, I've got, I've got, I've got masks that I can give you. Um, if, if you text me your mailing address, I can just mail you some. I have several <laughs> sandwich bags on the table right inside my door with like three or four masks in each one. Yeah, that's so sweet. But I mean, it's like the thing, like it's something different that you have to do. Like every time, I go out on my route now um, before, like, you know, those, those uh, Lysol wipes that you can just um, take out and rub on the table and clean it. I always do that. Every time we put our bags down, every time, like they get an extra cleaning from Meg because, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get their nasty or the, the germs, you know, well, you don't uh, know. Now. Are, are we able to get like Clorox wipes in the stores again? I haven't been going to the stores, but I know last I talked to my sister, we weren't able to get those sorts of things yet. Oh, you know, it's so funny. I, I'm on an Amazon uh, subscription with my business. And oh. so those things, I just, I automatically was getting them anyway. And so I had, you know, an extra little bit. So I took one for, um, you know, for my, for, for both vans basically. And then, um, we have one. Yeah. So I have a lot of them right now. Just oh. description. I know. Yeah. I unknowingly, they were on sale at Costco a few months ago. So I just grabbed a thing of, um, 
So we luckily have one. I always keep one under every single bath, um, under the sink in every bathroom, mm -hmm. just for like quick cleaning and stuff like that. So um, yeah. Now we keep one in our car and when we're getting in and out of the car, we can wipe our hands off and we can wipe our handles off and my husband can wipe off the steering wheel and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm sorry, go ahead, Kayla. So, but I, I don't know, how, like I said, I don't know how available they would be. Um, we ordered, we were looking into ordering masks and a lot of them weren't going to be here until June. We did find some, um, some cloth masks that are washable. And that's kind of what I wanted was something we could wash. So those should hopefully be here on Friday. Um, I have an eye doctor appointment on Friday and in order to go, we have to wear masks and gloves and even to enter the office. So I do have sun masks, they're just not comfortable masks. So I do have something, but I was looking for something a little more comfortable um, because certain stores like Costco, you are required to wear a mask in order to enter the building um, and different things like that. Um, yeah, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully everyone I can still, I guess I better order some gloves because if we're going to be required to wear them to go out, I'm going to need them. I only have masks right now, so. Yeah, and those are very hard to get as well. Um, mine should gloves be here. Are? Gloves are, yeah, my, I, I ordered some a couple of weeks ago and they won't be here till the end of May, early June. So luckily um, I have some that um, I had, I don't know if they're as good as, you know, what you would get, but um, they're the food ones, you know, that we use to, you know, the, the nylon or, you know, plastic gloves that you use. Yeah, and I think those are fine. I think, I don't think they have a specific kind you have to use. It just said gloves. So some sort of barrier between your skin and whatever item you may be. So, but I think that's the main um, thing they're looking for. Mm -hmm. But it should be interesting to see, um, I feel like a lot of people are going to use the gloves and masks and I feel like there's going to be those people who don't and uh, you know it, it that's just the way it's going to be who feels comfortable doing what except for in those circumstances where it's required mm -hmm. and, you know I think it will all work out we're all smart people and we'll all get the hang of it I bet within a couple of weeks everyone will be settled into the new norm so yeah i hope that's, so that's kind of the way i'm looking at it as this is the new normal for today and that's mm -hmm. all we can do is what is for today and just do well, that every i disagree with you we can plan for tomorrow well yes but i mean for adjustment it's not this it's never going to go back to normal it i never i don't see it going back to normal like it was three months ago not for a long time anyways mm -hmm. I was thinking about that actually. So what are, what do we think like are going to be the changes? Like I think, which is not good for, for my business, but I think more people are going to be able to work from home and do more tele, you know, telecommuting. Um, what do you think Becca? I think you're absolutely right. I honestly, I think through this, a lot of companies have probably realized that they can save money by having their employees work from home. 
you know, because then they don't have to pay for rental and upkeep on a building. And if their employees can work from home on a computer, you know, I found that Brandon and I are, you know, able to be very productive through this, you know, it blows my mind how productive we've been through this, you know, and that's why I'm thinking many companies may be realizing that. So they may be thinking about um, keeping some of their employees at home working at home, you know. So I um, read this article that they did a survey on um, people who were working from home around the world, not just here in the United States. And 48% of the people they surveyed said that they would continue working at home, even if it meant a pay cut, because they're saving so much time and money on commuting. So the average commute is like an hour a day. So they're gaining five hours of their life back every day just from home. And I know that's true for my husband. He's about an hour with traffic and everything. He's at about an hour of commute plus the frustration and stress of driving on the freeways and traffic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll just have to see how it all pans out. Um, anyway, did you guys hear the latest on the Joe Biden and Tara Reid situation? A number of people oh, are stepping forward and pledging allegiance to Joe Biden, um, pledging that they know his character and that they don't think he would have done that and all of that stuff. Um, and they're trying to find the records of what happened back in 1993 when Tara Reid um, I'm going to say allegedly, but I'm not saying allegedly because I don't believe her. I'm just saying allegedly because it's nothing's been proven. Um, they're trying to find the records of when she allegedly launched her complaint back in 1993. And um, I just think it's a little suspicious that the Biden campaign is willing to let people look in the Senate records, they're like, oh, go ahead, look in the Senate records all you want. And yet when people want to look in his, in Joe Biden's records from what he did and what, what he is involved in when he was at the University of Delaware, I just find it really strange that they're not being forthcoming with those records as well. I mean, is transparency not all the way? Well, I just want to say that I'm, I didn't know that she had um, back then said something. I think that it's so like, if something does, you know, ever happen to someone, they should never feel scared um, to say anything because obviously because of these things, you know, they could, you know, ultimately come into power someday or some, you know, something could happen to someone else. Um, as far as, um, well, okay, so I didn't know any of that, but, but I did hear about um, the allegations. And, you know, I just, I, it, it makes me so angry because you just hear that from, for, for, from so many of these high political people. I don't know, like, what gets into their, their mind. Like, you know, just because they're in power, you know, doesn't mean that they can, you know, hurt women or, or just disgrace anyone, you know. But it's you hard know, this stuff doesn't just happen to people in power, though. Um, what really struck me about this report was that it happened in 1993. In the 90s, I was in high school, and I myself wasn't a victim, was a victim of assault when I was in a public high school. And I'm like, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God, was there an epidemic 
of sexual assault against women in the 90s? Well, I know, mm-hmm. look at Bill Cosby. Like, oh my gosh, how how heartbreaking was that? Like, but I know, yeah, it just, it happens. Like, or I, I, I don't even and, understand that. And, and what happened to me was I wasn't believed. I was actually told by my own mother that it was my fault that I had been assaulted. And as, as a disabled woman, or well, disabled teenager at the time, it was very difficult. And I didn't feel supported by anybody, you know? And the whole investigation that was done by the school was brushed under the rug. And, and so I'm kind of looking at this from Tara's perspective. As a woman who went through the, something similar during the same period of time, if she dealt with similar things when she tried to report it, if it was swept under the rug and she was told by people who were close to her crazy stuff, like what I was told by my own mother, kudos to her for even coming forward and reporting it. But it's no wonder that nothing more was done about it back then. She dealt with the same kind of backlash I was dealing with. And maybe there was an epidemic of this problem back in the 90s. I don't really know. I was a teenager at the time, you know? I think it's been happening forever. We just, like, not a lot of people want to talk about it. But another thing is it goes both ways, too. It's not just men assaulting women or boys assaulting girls. It's women assaulting men and girls assaulting boys, too. You know? Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to point it out that um, what was going on with it. I'm interested to see how it all comes out. I mean... It's just another person that did something, you know, it, it makes me sad, you know, that um, people just can't treat people um, with respect, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, d- don't understand that, you know, something won't come out or. Something else that kind of makes me sad about this situation with Tara is part of the situation is that her mother reached out to, was it? I'm trying to remember the guy's name. He's some talk show host. I think his last name is King. She reached out to his talk show and reported what her daughter had gone through. She didn't mention Joe Biden's name at the time, but she talked about what had happened. You know what I mean? And back then, it looks sounds to me like Tara's mother mother was supporting her when she was going through that. And so I'm sure Tara really appreciated the support of her mother. And so when I first was watching the report, I thought, wow, so when her mother did that, her mom must be supporting her through all this. And then I found out her mother actually died a few years ago. So now when Tara is still trying to um, come forward with her story about what happened in the 90s, her mother, who was probably one of her biggest cheerleaders and supporters back then is not at her side to support her through this and now she's facing all this backlash because the guy who who she accused of sexually assaulting her in the 90s is running for president now you know so I was kind of looking at it from that perspective too like feeling wondering what it'd be like to be Tara and be facing this by herself now without her mom at her side to walk through it with her you know yeah, I and see, I just saw, like, something so little, like, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I saw, like, I, I should watch a little more on this, because what I thought happened is that she came out, like, after everything, and was saying, you know, all this stuff, and because she wanted um to, she wanted her daughter to be proud of her for, you know, coming out and, and saying what happened to her, which, that's what I'm trying to say, of course, that's why, but I, you know, I could be wrong on that, but that's where, that's why I was surprised when you said, 
um, that they were, you know, looking into or trying to get the records because I didn't think that she had turned it in for a while. So, um, oh yeah, that- she, she reported it way back in the nineties when it happened. Wow. Yeah, that's why that's why they're trying to find the records. Okay. But I just find it weird that he, that the Biden campaign is saying, "Oh yeah, you can look in these records at this place, but not at this place over here." You know? Yeah. It should be transparency away. Yeah, if you have nothing to hide, then you shouldn't, you know, be, be afraid to say something. And that's what I mean for you know all these girls and you know all these guys. Like, don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid to come out and and say what's going on because you know. You could you could help somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this woman, Tara. So imagine what it's like to be assaulted by a man that you're working in his political office in the ni- early 90s. And then what is this? We're like 20 years later now. Was it 20, 30 years later? Almost 30 years later now. And the same man is running for president. And you're like, oh, my gosh. But that's the guy that assaulted me. I reported that. And then you go to try to find those reports and they're trying to hide you, keep you from looking in the records, you know, to pull it up, to prove it. That would be That's kind of what I think is going on. And, and this woman is dealing with this all by herself. I really hope Tara has attorneys and hopefully like loved ones and friends around her who can support her through this, you know? Oh, for sure. Cause she has the whole DNC and media set against her pretty much. So, yeah, I just, I need to look more into it. Cause like I, like I said, I was surprised that, um, that's what I was so angry about was that I didn't think that she had turned it in, you know, until just recently because she wanted her daughter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that doesn't really help if you turn it in 20 years later. Like, Oh no. See, I, I think the Biden campaign would like people to think that she's just now coming out because she's just trying to hurt his chances of becoming president. But no, she reported this back in the 90s when it happened. Yeah, I just need to look more into it. And like, I'm not watching, like, I am not um, one or the other. It was just kind of on the TV. I heard it was going on. Um, and I didn't know that she had, because yeah, that is pretty interesting. You know, there's a lot of things though, that come out about these different people. like. Um, Mitt Romney, for example, when, when he was running and he said, or, you know, it came out that he beat up this person for being gay when he was a little, and I just thought, wow, what a, you know, that's, that's pretty crazy. And he did, he didn't even apologize for it. Um, but I, you know, I need to look into more of that too, but I don't know, just these people, jeez. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, here's what I think. We all do things in life. We are all sinners. But the fact is you need to be willing to come out and expose it. That's one thing I've learned. The easiest way to, to, um, the easiest way to, I'm trying to think of the right words, to undermine someone who is trying to hurt you is by exposing the truth to the light. You know what I mean? That's what I've learned from my own experience. When people are attacked, if you are being attacked, then expose the truth. You but here's I mean? another thing. Like, okay, so so first of all, I want to thank you for like coming out and talking about that. Um, you know, that's something that, you know, um is very personal and and I wanna thank you for, you know, talking about it. 
Um, and I just, you know, want, wanted to say that, oh my gosh, like, you know, I, what if, so what if the, the person was afraid that they were going to be hurt though by, you know, by talking about it? Like, you know, that could be a possibility too that I never thought of. Like sometimes things are easier said than, than done, I guess is what I'm trying to say is that. I are you know. saying? Are you saying what? what are you saying um, that you understand that someone that by coming out with the story, of what happened, Tara is taking chances of being hurt? No, um, no. I'm saying like with anyone, like if something happened, and maybe you know how I'm so you know like gung ho, like oh you should go and tell somebody right away. Well, what if you're afraid of it? You know, I'm kind of backpedaling a little bit because you know, like I guess it's easier said than done, you know, if, and, you know, so I don't know. I just thought I'd put that out there too, but mm -hmm. I don't know everything. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I went a little the, whole, deep. the whole point is, the whole point is we need to decide how we're going to handle these sorts of allegations no matter which side they come from and which side they're aimed at, whether it's man on woman or woman on man, liberal on conservative or conservative on liberal or whatever, I think we need to develop some clear guidelines on how we're going to handle accusations when they're lodged, investigation, and then the follow-up investigation, and then the ending prosecution or whatever, you know what I mean? Because just trying people in the media is not working you know people need to have a fair trial agreed i think the media has gone a little crazy um in that way of you know becoming you know one way and then the other way like you know trying to turn people one way versus the other way and uh, I, I don't like that either so mm -hmm. just give us the facts please yeah. <laughs> So, um, so has anybody heard anything about Bard? I mean, we've talked about the heavy stuff. Let's talk about some <laughs> stuff. like, like what? So, are you? Do you guys want to talk about some funner stuff now? Yeah. So, so you guys, let's talk about accessibility, right? Kayla, don't you have some news on that front or something? Um, I don't have any new accessibility um, topics other than I did attend a couple different Zoom meetings this week that was put on by the NFB, or last week, I guess it was. Um, their performing arts did a uh, improv workshop, okay. and that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing that. They played a lot of different games, and then I played those games with my kids later, so it oh. was really fun. Um, I tried to do a belly dancing class and that was not, that wasn't like accessible that well, <laughs> but it was entertaining and fun still. I, you know, a good thing my video wasn't on. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you guys can still see me. I think I just got a notification on my. I can. I okay, good. Okay. So, well, thank you for that report. Because I know that the NFB and probably the ACB and other blind organizations are doing so many great things out, you know, they're putting so much great stuff out there online right now. And I'm, I'm so excited about it, but I'm not able to go really and look for it myself and participate because I'm just so absorbed in my book. So, 
it's nice that somebody's out there enjoying it. Yeah. Honestly, I, I kind of think that the NFB started doing this because the convention's going to be canceled in July, but I really hope that they actually just start doing this because I think this is great that this material is out there for people to, you know, take part in and, and, you know, receive. And if we just on a regular basis throughout the year, people just put stuff out there, you know, why not I, do this forever? I totally agree because most of this is being hosted by other individuals with vision and issues or low vision and blind people. Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity for us to get to do new things we wouldn't have tried. But this is also a way that they can showcase their talents as a blind person and teach them to others, which I think is, that's way harder. <laughs> so guys, think about this. What if, what if those of us who had um, this more intensive training at these schools, you know, the blindness immersion training and stuff, what if we started doing our own videos now that we're, we're all getting set up and doing our own videos anyway? What if we started talking about what we were doing at those schools and how we were learning the things we were learning? So people who have not yet had the opportunity to go those to go to those kind of schools will understand what we do there. You know, like like the O and M classes and the ADL classes and the advocacy classes and you know those sorts of things. Yeah, I. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Um, I just, I hate to think that we would start doing this all the time and never get to like socially be, you know, that's the saddest thing I think about this whole thing for me is that I'm a hugger, okay? <laughs> and um, I like hugging and I like shaking people's hands and um, I like being a part of something. And I know, you know, um it'll be different but i know that it's a good like i'm really finding that it's a good difference um i'm getting to to really get to know people a little bit differently and i don't know uh i i like it and as far as the national convention this year it you know it is all going to be like this and i think it'll be fun like you're virtual that's what i mean and i think it'll be fun because you know, even if we couldn't get together as the whole NFB, you can still have little groups of people over too. So like on the day of the banquet or on the day of one of the, the resolutions or the board meeting, like, hey, let's pop some popcorn and... Yeah, and like we can get together in little groups, like those of us in the Phoenix area, we could get together in a little group and do like a Zoom meeting and we're all talking and tell them what we're doing and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. I definitely... I think we should get on that too. I think this is a way better um, platform than like a, a conference line because you can mute people. You can, um, it's, it's much better sound quality. I think this is the way to go for sure. Mm -hmm. I also, um, by it going virtual, opens it up to so many individ other individuals who wouldn't have been to, um, to have been able to travel to the location it's very expensive to fly out there and pay for rooms and all your meals are eaten out that for a lot of people who are on fixed incomes that don't have the extra money to do that this gives them the opportunity to be part of that um, we may not be gathering physically 
But I think that as a community, with the energy that it puts out into the world is still going to be great. And they're going to feel connected in a different way than typical. But it's going to be so much more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. those are all valid points. And those are the things I'm so excited about, too. The fact that so many people can be reached with this online teaching. You know what I mean? That the that the NFP is making available and yeah I like I said I just really hope they continue it. It's amazing all the stuff they've come out like I mean there's just a whole calendar of events that just one uh, division is doing and then the you know other thing I mean I I think it's really great I really like um, the interaction with the presidential release with Bono. and you know that's something different for me. Um, I don't know if you guys were in on that on Friday night, but um, they, they're going to start having one every month until, well, I don't know if they're going to keep doing it, but it seems to be going really good. So is, is that, is that different than the presidential release he usually puts out each month? It or? is. Well, it's the same thing, but it's just on a different platform. It's on the zoom. Um, and he, um, you know, it does exactly kind of what we're doing. Um, but he just talks. <laughs> And then he mutes people. And then if they want to ask questions, then, um, you know, he unmutes them. And, um, but yeah, it's just a different way to do it. I, I like it. Oh, I'll have to figure out how to do that. Cause I've been trying to hear, you know, I noticed that a few months ago he stopped doing his, uh, the presidential release each month. And I was kind of bummed out about that. So I better figure out what, what the zoom room is. Oh, or whatever. you will love this. And I will send you the link for next month when they do it. It's going to be on Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Or, I'm was- sorry. May 7th, June 7th, I believe. I don't know. It's going to be next month. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think about right. Okay, yeah, because I was trying to figure out what he's doing because, like I said, when I realized he wasn't doing those presidential releases anymore, I was kind of bummed. Yeah, I yeah, know. So this okay. way it's more interactive, too. And oh, they yeah. Have, this month, I think I read that they had, like, over 900 people attend, which oh, is really? really huge, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they had to get, like, multiple accounts. Um, the first time that they did it, you know, they were, uh, like, people weren't able to get in, and they actually had to, you know, make, you know, do the, make the broadband bigger. And um, that's why they're asking everyone to sign up for a national convention, too, so they know how many people are going to be expecting um, to do this. So Sign up for national convention? I'm already signed up for national convention. Woo-hoo, me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yay. I signed up and paid for everything back in January. And this will be Kayla's. Oh, you need to um, check on your refunds. You can get um, refunded or you can uh, do the donation like for your banquet ticket if you already paid for that. Yeah, I already um, paid for it. Okay, yeah. They, they will give that back to you. if you Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. How do I do that? Do uh, I need to- you know, it's our closed right now, but um, I'll, yeah, I'll give I'll you one. I didn't know if there was a, I didn't know if there's a form they want you to fill out or what. I'll just call them. No. Oh, you know what? Actually, I know they're supposed to be contacting you. So, okay. uh, yeah, they should be contacting you if you've already registered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This will be my first. National- I, I know. This I- is going to be your first what? National convention I ever got to attend because I have kids. I can't. It's always during the week my husband has to work or, you know, where it's very expensive. I have kids, so it's mm-hmm. never been anything I've been able to do before. 
Um, so I'm kind of excited to see at least online what it's like. Mm -hmm. And so I always enjoy going to the state ones and I love the like on the Fridays on the state ones where they have the different um, workshops and stuff like that about technology and stuff like that. I always enjoyed learning and I always learned a ton from them. So I'm excited that I get to, I feel like this is going to be a lot more information and um, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, speaking of accessibility and stuff, I wanted to tell you guys, we had talked about the free downloads of the um, Freedom Scientific products. I mm -hmm. downloaded Fusion and I thought I could run Fusion and JAWS at the same time and just switch between the two. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, know what I'm Is it not you apparently can't do that. You know what I mean? At yeah, least when I downloaded Fusion, it like kicked my jaws off type thing. And I need to be able to use my jaws for my book. So I actually had to take Fusion off my computer because I need to be able to use my jaws. You know what I mean? So I'm going to have to look into Fusion later because I need my jaws to work on my book right now. So that's where I'm at with that, guys. So it messed. So so it messed up your your jaws that you already had. Yeah. So like, you know how you can switch windows and switch between programs and stuff. I thought I'd be able to switch between Jaws and Fusion, but okay. no. It takes Jaws off of the system tray or whatever and just puts Fusion there. You can't have them both there. Well, how did you like Fusion though? Did you try just using Fusion? Like, how did it work? Well, I. <laughs> I tried some of the JAWS commands that I knew and they weren't working. And so I think I need to go online and look up some fusion commands. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was wondering, did it, but, but I need to go and have more time when I'm not needing to use my computer for my book. Yeah. Hey, when you um, downloaded that, did it download a bunch of other stuff or just was it easy as pie? So you go in and you, you can download, it gives you a choice of downloading Fusion or JAWS or whatever. It doesn't download a whole bunch of stuff, but I think there were some like accessories, like you had to say, okay, okay, to download all this like hardware onto your computer or whatever, you know? Okay. But, but you like, you can download Fusion without downloading like the whole office of Freedom Scientific products or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. What you mean. I'm excited about that. I really do want to, like, you're making me more and more excited about it. And I better hurry because time is yeah, running out. Since you have enough vision to use a screen magnifier, you, and you already have a screen magnifier on your computer, you would probably be able to just use the Zoom text, you know what I mean, and figure out how to use it. But I kind of need to have my jaws working at the same time until I get comfortable with the Fusion, you know? Yeah, but I thought jaws, or I thought Fusion was supposed to be jaws and yeah, but my JAWS, read, my JAWS reading commands weren't working for it, so there must be a different set of reading commands, you know what I mean? I haven't had time to go into the Freedom Scientific's online training to look those up. Wow, okay. Because that's well, kind of an involved thing, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Huh, yeah. So... Um, one other thing that I wanted to bring to everyone's attention was the fact that I'm just curious, wondering about these nursing homes. Um, you know, like what are they doing with these people that are like, I know they're supposed to be in lockdown, 
but what are the nurses doing? Are they being taken, are, are these people being taken care of the way they should be? Or um, is this just, um, we're kind of, do we, is this something that we need to work on a little bit, checking on these people and how do we do it? So are you <laughs> concerned about, you mentioned the lockdown and you mentioned the nurses taking care of the people in the nursing home. The, obviously there are problems with what's going on in nursing homes, um, but they are working hard to get it under control. Um, and I guess, I think they are making headway. Um, are you aware of something other than that, Meg? Well, I mean, is, okay, are things so getting worse? A couple, of, a couple of examples, okay? So my, my um, well, let's just say some people in my family, like, you know, that I know that are, you know, under, under you know, in nursing homes or under care. Mm -hmm. And one of them, you know, it's like they can't even go. I mean, they're basically locked down in this place and they're not even letting them go do their puzzles or do any of their, you know, like activities, but they don't let anybody in or out of there. So why are they being so quarantined to where they have to be like in their room? And that's basically it. And this has been over a month now. And then another situation that we had was, uh, a family member of mine, you know, was put in a rehab and then they, um, you know, were wanting to get out of the rehab because they were being so drugged that, um, they couldn't, um, they couldn't even function. And, um, I thought a rehab place was supposed to be actually helping patients get better. It's a rehab place. So, and then, you know, you hear on the news, like, oh, well, there were 17 dead bodies at this nursing home. It's like, what the heck? What is going on here? Well, Meg, if that was going on under normal circumstances, I can see there'd be a huge, they would need to be investigated. And it's, it's a really serious situation. But right now, with the virus being loose in so many nursing homes, and the staff also being a lot of staff being out because they have the virus or staff being scared to come to work because of the way the fear has been, you know, pumped up. And so people are terrified to even go to work. You know, you, there really isn't, I think the nursing home's hands are tied. You know what I mean? They're doing the best they can with the materials they have. And it's, we just have to wait for the virus to pass. You know what I mean? They're like, there's I'm sure the nursing homes are doing what they can to make sure the environments are sanitary and to make sure that the residents are as safe as possible, but they're trying to keep strangers from coming in off the streets and bringing virus in and giving it to the residents. They're trying to prevent any resident who might already be exposed from giving it to other residents or staff members. Do you understand? Yes. It's really yeah. just a temporary situation, but, but there's a lot of people, a lot of very vulnerable people in the nursing homes and they have to have these very strict guidelines to try to protect them because this virus is so out so you know crazy out of hand it gets spread so easily I think, i'm sure they're sorry you know i'm sure that they don't want to be like this i'm done i think it's also kind of difficult because like she said there's not much staffing and um but that isn't all an excuse for them not to be cleaned and things like that as well. So I think it just needs to balance, I think, but they don't, 
it's really hard because people are not allowed to go in and visit them and to make sure that they are being taken care of. And with the understaffing and stuff like that, I think there's a lot more going on that typically doesn't go on in the in because there is a virus going. Not an excuse to say, well, for now it's just okay. Um, but I also don't know how to fix it at the same time. I don't think anybody's saying that it's just okay. I think people are saying we're working as hard as we can here with the with the resources we have available. And this, I mean, we've all we've only very recently become learned a lot about how this virus works. And and because of everything that's going on, the the fact that supplies are are shorthanded, you know, people the nurse homes are shorthanded on supplies, they're shorthanded on staff. There's this crazy virus that they have to do all this extra stuff now to try to protect against. And then they have angry family members who can't get in to see their loved ones. They have elderly people who need care. And some of the elderly, some of the elderly people are probably getting bed sores. Some of the elderly people may be laying in a soiled diaper for a while. But I'm sure the staff members really do care about the people. I mean, my, my family worked in a nursing home for years. They really cared about the residents. You know what I mean? These staff members really care about these residents. They're doing the best they can with the resources they have available. And we're all, all we can do is pray and do the best we can and help one another right now because this virus is bigger than any one man or all of us together even, you know? Right. Yep, and we're still learning more and more about it every day. We we just need to come up with that vaccine, and then we'll be good to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm not counting on a vaccine. <laughs> and guys, do not uh, go injecting yourselves with with bleach. Right? Okay. <laughs> but wait a minute! I thought I heard President. <laughs> we'll just put that on the. We'll just put that on the list of tie with tie pods. Don't eat those yeah. either. <laughs> <laughs> or dishwasher, um, uh, yeah. those little dishwasher tablets. Don't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. It's not healthy. Oh, and what is that? They used to do with the, the bath salts, like eating bath salts. Don't do that either. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> take a bath with them. They're so mm -hmm. nice. Anyway. Okay. So on a little happier note, <laughs> um, you know how people uh, used to say, like, buy the person in front of or behind them in lines coffee? Mm -hmm. And that was a really um, thoughtful thing people would do. In Italy mm -hmm. now, they're, they're doing what's called suspended um, purchasing, like a suspended glass, where they'll buy, like, four or five or uh, glasses of wine a bottle of wine ahead of time so when that restaurant reopens that they get to redeem that which I thought was really cool it's kind of like um buying a gift card for that and it's movie. helping the restaurants yeah it's helping the restaurants and hopefully they uh, are able to reopen and um and serve that to you but I thought that was a really cool idea um to help support something you can't necessarily support at the moment that's really cool. Yeah. Anybody want to buy some bags of espresso and I'll make you some coffee once they reopen? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Meg. <laughs> I think 
Well, ladies, do you guys have anything else you'd like to share today? Um, I had one other one. Okay. Um, Pakistan is doing a, um, they're trying to, to plant 10 million trees. And so they've hired 63 million people to help um, do that during this time where it would have otherwise been out of work and um and um collecting unemployment and stuff so rather than have them stay home and just get money they hired them to do this project and that gives these people food on their table but also a sense of belonging and worth in the society i feel right now that really needs people to do something positive and they're doing social distancing and all that type of thing while they're doing it but I thought that was a really cool way to involve their, their un, you know, otherwise unemployed um, citizens. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So that's it. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of cool that they, you know, mm -hmm. came up with a way. I love these stories of how people are succeeding and changing and making this horrible situation that we're all in and making the best out of it so yeah you know we can learn a lot from other countries too by watching what they're doing um you know yeah. i think it's in sweden where they've been actually doing herd immunity that's how they've been handling the virus and they're way ahead of the rest of the world from what i understand with getting it under control yeah and that so i honestly that's just what I wanted to point out because I liked what you said about, you know, about learning from another country like that. That's cool. Yeah, and New Zealand and Australia are have like some days they only have in the single digits of new cases for the entire country. Mm -hmm. Because wow. um, one of their success things New Zealand said they did was um, uh, everyone was on the same page, all you know, from the top down. So that would be our president and all our governors are on the same page, giving all the people the same message and working towards the same goal. And that seemed to, just the consistency seemed to help a lot in that aspect. So what was their message? How did they handle it? How did they do it? They did the lockdown just like we did, but they were adamant about people wearing gloves and people wearing masks out. And, um, you know, they brought everyone together and to to fight it uh, as one rather than political groups fighting and all, you know, all the extra drama. They're like, no, we don't need that right now. This is what we're doing. And it's working. It's working really good. Um, both of the countries, New Zealand and Australia, are, they're probably going to have their states locked. They're saying um, no foreign travel. And 2021 at least um just to keep it keep their numbers low but they've had very good success rates um just by working together mm -hmm. and keeping things locked down when they need to um they have good food for, you know getting the food to the people who need it in a timely manner um things well, like that. we have a lot of food waste. you know keeping stuff locked down for a brief period of time might be a good idea, but you cannot keep stuff locked down indefinitely and expect no. an and economy I, to survive. No, I totally agree with that. No, we can't keep it locked down forever. 
that isn't a that would not be our best quality of life for one it's not an option it's, it's not, not option for us you know for mm-hmm. anybody um but you know making sure you're doing those things making sure you um are not uh that you are washing your hands you're using the hand sanitizer and you're respecting other people's choices too i think part of it is yeah i want to ask when i go out but my mate my neighbor may not and that's their choice you Mm -hmm. know but within all that we still need to find kindness towards each other Mm -hmm. so i think that's important through all of because everyone's situation is different and what we need and what is best for you is not best for everybody so mm-hmm. i'm very interested in uh seeing how the schools like in the fall i think the way schools are conducted are going to be very different mm-hmm. and i'm very interested in seeing how that all plays out like how if social distancing in august because we start first week of august typically how that plays out and um you know some of the suggestions are smaller classes staggering that schools start but all that is going to cost a lot of extra funding that arizona doesn't have extra funding for school i mean we are our funding already is very very low so it kind of worries me a little for my kids' future. Now, let me tell you, though, something about funding. And this is something I know from my own experience. No amount of money is ever enough. <laughs> yes. Funding is always a problem no matter where you're at, no matter what, what business you're in, no matter what area of life you're in. You never have enough money. You never feel like you have enough money. You know what I mean? Uh, no, because I feel like we have enough money. We can pay our bills every week or, you know. I know, but on a larger scale, I mean, these, these, uh, these government administrations that are always asking for money, they never feel like they have enough, you know? Yeah, but... They always want more. Yeah. That's yeah. hard because, yeah, you feel like you're paying, you know, you're paying so many taxes and then you don't know where it's all going and you don't know, you know, there's only a few people that get to really, like, delegate where these things go. It's like, well, I need more transportation, like... I wish they would delegate things more like, okay, so I'm a blind person paying taxes. Why don't we put that into stuff that would benefit kind of the blind community as well as myself? And then like, you know, obviously I'm going to need doctors. So, you know, put some of my taxes into the schools and, um, you know, things like that. Um, And then a person that's, you know, um, I don't know, sighted, that's a working person, you know, roads and all that. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> yeah. I See, it just yeah. I know. No, That's I know. Not. You know what I heard one guy, one time guy speaking of blindness and taxes? I, I, I don't, I thought it was here in Arizona. I heard a notion that there's a lie, I guess, that blind people don't have to pay property taxes because they're blind. And I don't know if it's a nationwide thing or if it's state by state, but have you guys ever heard that? No. I think I actually, well, Kayla would know because she's paid more taxes than me, but. (laughs) (laughs) And I've I've had people say to me, you don't have to pay taxes because you're blind. And I'm like, well, I wish you'd tell the people who are taking my taxes from me. 
You know what? I mean, if it's on, if it's like a, a checkbox, why have I seemed to have heard? I mean, there's, I don't You've know. You've seen it too, haven't you, Meg? There, there is something. I feel like there's something to that, but I feel like that, like if you um, think yourself as blind, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was I think it was property taxes, not income taxes that we get out of paying as blind people. But I don't yeah. know if it's state by state or if it's national. And but, I also don't know why I haven't been able to take advantage of it. I would think my tax account would be like, hey, by the way, you're blind. So you don't have to pay. That. Yeah, I, I've never heard that. But um, taxes are not. I mean, you also have your county tax. If you have a property, you have both a county and a city tax that you have to pay so i don't know oh yeah state they, and federal too yeah that's what i'm saying you have state federal mm -hmm. uh you also pay by your city if your city collects taxes mm -hmm. and your county you pay all those taxes every mm -hmm. so um that's why i'm like i've i've never heard that it's never been brought to my attention before i have no idea i've I'm interested. Well, I would like to know I, more. I remember yeah, when I heard it, I was wondering why would they do that? Because it seems like a special interest thing. It seems like giving right. a minority group a, a boat, like a bonus or a something that the rest of the world doesn't get just because we're blind. But I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that maybe they figure because we're not driving on the road so much, we don't drive cars and because we're not able to appreciate the beauty around us maybe that's why we're they're not taxing us for using the roads and for appreciating the beauty around us you know yeah i don't know i pay my taxes though so i don't know i've not heard it I'm well sorry. yeah i but i i pay my taxes too but when i heard that i thought that sounds crazy yeah but that's something a good question to ask um one of these nice. days i'm gonna ask the tax person when I talk to them about it Oh, wow. Well, you guys, it's getting to I be. I think it may be a wrap. Yeah. Do you, you guys don't have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Great. Well, thank you for your time today, Meg and Kayla. Um, and thank you all for joining us today on Becca's World for another episode of The Blind View. We hope you liked today's show. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.